good morning, and welcome to episode 142 of Life Song Radio. I'm Jimmy Hicks, along with Philip Dean Ramsey. Hello, my friend. Hello. How are you, Philip? Doing good. Do you uh, learn any... Uh, give me a phrase. I, ju- I just... A, a, a Nick or a you just jumping right in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good to see you, too, Jimmy. <laughs> welcome back. It is good to see. I thought I was going to be the Lone Ranger. You were well, sick, sick, all me sick. Yeah. Yesterday, and I'm like, oh man, yeah. boy, I got to do the show again, which is fine. I enjoyed it doing it last week. You were gone. Yeah. And uh, the week before, <clears> you <throat> did it. You did it two weeks. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. How, how long do I have to carry the programs? What I'm asking. Well, you've been carrying it for two years now. <laughs> so, no, man, I did. I, I was worried if I was going to have a show to come back to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was going to get canceled. No, I'm playing. Um, uh, man, we had a good time. I had just a, and it's funny. I was sick this week. I go out of the country, and uh, I was telling my wife this uh, yesterday. I said, it's funny. I go out of the country, and everybody tells you, don't eat this, don't drink this, be careful with this. And I was. I was extremely careful on what I ate and what I drank. I kept my hands clean, had hand sanitizer with me. I, time I touched something, I'd make sure my hands were clean. And I got sick one time overseas, uh, but it was just, uh, uh, you know, I got sick to my stomach and uh, threw up. I know people don't want to hear that this early in the morning, but I wanted to make that distinction. And I just did it that one time. I felt fine afterwards, and I was fine the rest of the time. Uh, so I don't know what that was. Um, but then I come home, and I get sick as a dog. And the last three days, man, uh, I, it was absolutely ridiculous. And finally, only after I finally broke down and started taking some antibiotics, which I didn't want to take, um, because I didn't think I – it didn't start – I felt bad, and I was sick, but I didn't well, – well, let me rephrase that. I was sick, but I didn't feel bad. I felt okay until yesterday, and that's when I really started feeling bad, and so I finally broke down. And once I started taking those antibiotics, it started perking right well, back so up. So you were overseas. Give me um, give me a, a paragraph or so to summarize what you experienced and how you now view. Has your life changed since you yeah. went? All right. yeah. Tell me how. It is, and I said this to you because you texted me at one point while we were over there asking how it was going. And it's amazing to me that, and I'm not saying that you don't see it here at home, but you're not, you're not seeing it because uh, you don't see it as much because the, the, you know, uh, I I don't know, maybe it's because we're so traditionalized here and, 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 but, but the sea to actually witness the hand of God at work and when he's making the light switch go off and illuminating people or just actually moving pieces together and actually working to see the hand of God and know that there's no explanation other than God. Mm. It is absolutely mind blowing. It's humbling. Uh, it, dude, it, 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 I, I don't know. It makes you just say, Lord, I'll go halfway around the world for you now. It's, it's, if, if I could, man, just, it's would crazy. You, say, you saw the hand of God, but also would you say you saw dark forces try to come up against the hand of God? But I, we saw dark forces, but they, and, and, and the, what you just said, try to come up against the hand of God, but God would not let them prevail. And so that's when I say I saw the hand of God at work. There's no other explanation than, you know, when you're halfway around the world doing what you're doing, doing what your father told you to do and Satan, he don't like it. And so because he's got, you know, a lot of times he's got those areas um, 
those are, you know, his domain. Yep. And so when the light comes into the dark, the dark don't like it. Uh, and don't you think it's more obvious when that happens? Oh, yeah. There? Isn't it a little bit more subtle here? Do you yeah, think? and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying is uh, uh, it is more subtle here. and But over there, it's so much more obvious. And then when you see the hand of God say, you're not going to prevail. I sent them here to do a, a work for me, and they're going to do it. And he allowed it to happen. And, man, it's just so crazy to know that, that you were carried uh, for God and by God the entire time and mm-hmm. kept safe. And, 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 and oh, man, I, I just don't know how to – you can't – we've got friends who do this all the time, mm-hmm. you and I. And if we talk about this all the time, but to actually go and physically experience it – one on one, it's it, it, it will change your life. Mm. You know how you feel, and you know that that you know what God has called us to do and what we're supposed to be doing, and you and you agree with it. But until you actually go and do it and see how the other the rest of the world lives, and see that everything's not all you know WalMarts and and, and Krogers and you know mm. luxury. That and I'm not saying Walmart's luxury, but you know what I mean uh, that. Air conditioning, your home's electricity, you know. It, Ice. T- oh, man. Uh, running water. Uh, a uh, bathroom. Electricity. <laughs> not a hole in the ground. Uh, you're mm-hmm. talking about a bathroom. I mean, it's 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 not. We take our life for granted. Yeah, I think Satan uses a different strategy here where we live because we, he's not, he's not, he didn't portray himself as, as anti-Christian. Satan suddenly works within people here to keep us in dark or keep people in darkness over there they don't have all the distractions of the luxuries that we have so what he does over there is quite different and when you bring the light to this more of a primitive area Mm -hmm. you see more of really darkness yeah and 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 and, you know you've shared some stories with me that just kind of blew my mind oh yeah Uh, some visible things that happened that you don't see that around here often, but you see it over there. That's right. It's, but it's, uh, well, I can't wait to go back, man. I, I had a, I had a great time. Um, I really enjoyed um, just just the relationships uh, that we made with people there, and relationships that are going to continue. Um, you know, because thankfully uh, some people uh, do, even though it's not a. a, a a readily available thing. Some folks do have access to, to computers and internet and things mm-hmm. and are, have ways to go, uh, to get it. And so, uh, will I have the opportunity to, uh, keep relationships growing and, 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 and to stay into people's lives. And, uh, you know, if I never get to go back, hopefully I'll be able to still grow with some of those people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and, and so uh, it, it was just, like I said, man, it's a life changing experience. Uh, you see that, you know, God, we say it all the time, and I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to shut up because I know we got to get into our study. We see it all the time. Um, we say it all the time. You know, God gives us grace, but do we ever differentiate the difference in grace? we got common grace, and we got sovereign grace. There's two differences. Common mm-hmm. grace, God gives to everybody. He's allowing us to breathe. Mm-hmm. He allows us. And so the common grace that we experience uh, here in America, uh, because he's put us in a place where we do have luxuries of having indoor plumbing and having running water that you can drink, 
you know, out of it without having to do anything to it. You've got electricity. You've got air conditioning. You've got all these luxuries. Um, you know, three-fourths of the country is not unemployed. And even if you are unemployed, you have uh, a government who pays to to keep to give they give you money and food stamps and all this stuff so you don't we take that for granted and we take for granted the common grace god has given us as being americans and then you got the sovereign grace um the grace of god that grants us faith that brings us into Mm -hmm. salvation Mm -hmm. so uh but to see that uh to see people live the way they live but still praising god because they know that they have still experienced his common grace, even though it's different than the way we experience it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we take for granted what we have here where they don't. They don't take certain things for granted over there, but they still praise God for what they do have. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. they don't know any other way. We know the luxuries that we have and we go and say, oh, my gosh, how do you live like this? They don't know any other way. That's all they know. Yeah, our electricity goes off for an hour, and we're ready to kill somebody. Mm-hmm. Their electricity goes off over there, and it stays off two days, and they don't know any different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're uh, definitely blessed. We need to be grateful. Yeah, we, we sure do. Well, anyway, last week, uh, Jimmy, we did 14 through 16, and we kind of, and it's going to be this for a while, and we're going to hit this topic often, but it's Man, it's unbelievable. Uh, Our great high priest. We talked, kind of gave a little definition of a high priest and a priest and how that originated and how it all came in, came into be. And uh, now we're going to go into chapter five and we're going to continue with this. And let's, uh, I, I think to get the context, we may just read verses one through 10 we may not only get through two verses, but at least mm. we'll kind of get a feel of what's going on. So do you want to read that for us? Yeah, I will. So Hebrews chapter 5, starting at verse 1, For every high priest taken from among men is appointed on behalf of men in things pertaining to God in order to offer both gifts and sacrifices for sin. He can deal gently with the ignorant and misguided since he himself is also beset with weakness. And because of it, he is obligated to offer sacrifices for sins as for the people, so also for himself. And no one takes the honor to himself, but receives it when he is called by God, even as Aaron was. So also Christ did not glorify himself so as to become a high priest, but he who said to him, you are my son, today I have begotten you. Just as he says, and also in another passage, you are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. In the days of his flesh, he offered up both prayers and supplications with loud crying tears to the one able to save him from death. And he was also heard because of his piety. Although he was a son, He learned obedience from the things which he suffered, and having been made perfect, he became to all those who obey him the source of eternal salvation, being designated by God as a high priest according to the order of Melchizedek. Lord, um, we love you. And God, we thank you now for your word. We thank you uh, for this uh, great opportunity that you have given us. It's a privilege to be able to come to your word and to be able to read it, to be able to digest it, and to be able to uh, to just 
dive into it and talk about it and discuss it. Lord, we understand that so many people in this world, and I understand it now more than ever, are are without your word or without proper teaching or without uh, knowledge because they just don't have access to it. And so, Lord, I thank you uh, that I do. I thank you that you've put me in a place where I do have a a great access to be able to study your word and be able to uh, read others who study your word, to be able to freely talk to others who have your word. And, And God, I don't take that for granted. And if I ever do, uh, convict me of it. Uh, and so I may be able to come to repentance and, and never take for granted the great opportunity that you have given me. And Lord, we honor you now by dedicating this time to you. We ask you to do whatever with it that you will. And we hope that you uh, uh, would open the eyes of people who are listening that may be lost, Lord. And we hope that you would uh, grow those who are Um, believers, that you would mature them through this study. Lord, we ask you uh, to bless this time now in in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. I think to really grasp... Yeah, and and the priest, um, you know, it, it was in a position where he was not able to be indifferent to the sinners. He, he could not act harshly uh, towards towards those uh, with sin because he, from his personal experience, was prone to the same sin. And so when you put it in today's standard and when you talk about and look at the American church today, how we uh, have church, uh, uh, you know, there are sinners and they, well, there are even believers among the, the sheepfold who do uh, fall into seasons of sin and they do fall in. And so, yeah, there, there is church discipline that Paul outlines for us in the New Testament and we should follow that. But at the same time, a shepherd should not be so, uh, so and act so harshly towards those that are in seasons of sin because, you know, that, you know, what does that do? That puts the shepherd in this position of not being relate relatable to his to his people when he really is you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. it's hypocritical for for a pastor to to be so discipline 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 oriented 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 rather than graceful mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah. is that understanding you still got to have church discipline you still need Absolutely. to follow that that order i think that's what's wrong with our church today it's, it's not practiced enough but at the same time uh you cannot put yourself in this position of being so above people that you don't uh, uh relate to, relate where, they to where they are because you sin just the same way they do mm-hmm. you, your sin might be different but you're still sinning against god every single day I heard a statement the other day, a shepherd smells like his sheep. He sure does. And uh, so he lives among them. He knows them. He sympathizes with them. And Jesus sympathizes with them. And in most cases, us. he struggles right along with he them. He sure does. Yeah. It says, Jimmy, to uh, offer both gifts and sacrifices for sin. So I get the sacrifice. What about the gift? What does that mean? Well, um, it's probably here a, a general description of uh, of all the designated offerings. Um, um, the 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 job of the priest uh, was to make these offerings. Um, if you think back to to in the Old Testament, uh, uh, you know Israel's first king Saul took it upon himself to to offer sacrifices, and so God. Because he did, he took it upon himself and and did not allow the high priest to do it. He took it upon himself. God removed the kingdom from him and his descendants, and he gave it to David. And then later we see uh, in 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 um, 
a King Uzziah, uh, who was a good king. He was a godly king, but later in his life got a little crazy, and uh, he went into uh, the Holy of Holies and, and took a gift, uh, a, a incense, to offer it to the Lord. And uh, as a result, God struck him with leprosy instantly, and he eventually died from it. Um, and so the priests alone were the ones designated to make the offerings to God on behalf of the people. And so these offerings were for sin. That's what they were, gifts and offer. They were for sin. So this, the, the entire Jewish sacrificial system, um, the entire thing, especially on the Day of Atonement, uh, it, what it did was it, it highlighted and kind of underlined and put emphasis on the problem of human sinfulness in the presence of the Holy God. That's what it did. So without the appropriate sacrifice, sinners, they weren't able to approach God. We can't approach God without this sacrifice or be reconciled to him. So what God did, he designated all this, um, uh, he, he designated all this and he, and he appointed uh, a, a person to the head of, to be the head of this, to do the work, uh, to offer uh, these sacrifices for forgiveness of sins. So basically uh, the person um, was the high priest who went in and made these sacrifices. Uh, and that's, that's just a foreshadowing of a picture of what Jesus was going to do on a much larger scale later on, because Jesus, obviously the lamb of God would be the one who offered himself as the perfect and final sacrifice for our sin. Uh, so basically you can't be reconciled to God, to God unless you see your need as a sinner uh, in, in his presence and in his holy presence. So basically, you know, to, to explain these gifts and these, and these sacrifices, what they're talking about, it's just to, to me, a general description of the offerings that are made to God uh, and they're all made for sin. Mm. Make sense. Yeah. And two, it says he can deal gently with the ignorant and misguided since he himself also is best with weakness. So what does it mean, Jimmy, to deal gently he deals gently with the ignorant, feel, and misguided Jim. No, I'm just yeah, yeah, that's no, well, that's that's a good thing because you would be ignorant. <laughs> I'm just misguided. <laughs> but if we no. were back in, let's go back into the situation. Let's go back into the culture. To deal gently also means to treat with mildness or moderation. Mm -hmm. So the priest would do that with the ignorant and misguided. But one thing we got in, in Numbers fifteen thirty it says, But the person who does anything defiantly, whether he is native or alien, that one is blaspheming the Lord, and that person shall be cut off from among his people. When it comes to uh, deliberate, defiant, law-breaking sin, look, you will be cut off if there's no sacrifice. There are people who who sinned again sin has to be paid for there has to be a sacrifice there has to be a death there are people who sinned ignorantly and who were misguided and did not do it deliberately in mm -hmm. the old covenant in the old in the old testament he dealt gently with those on their behalf so i would say during the course of a day jimmy there's times you probably and probably myself, well, I know for a fact, me, that I deliberately sin. I really do. I don't want to, but there's choices that I make in my life that when I make them, I know it's sin, but yet I still do it. Hmm. And there's consequences for that. Am I forgiven? Yes. Is there consequences? Yes. There are things I do during the day 
that uh, that would fall into a sin category that that wasn't deliberate and wasn't intentional, but would go under the category of sin. And the old covenant people did that. The priest would deal gently with the misguided ones and the ignorant, and he would deal with those sins also. Mm-hmm. I believe that's what that means, based well, based on what I'm understanding. Like you said, the word means um, to treat with mildness. Uh, but you think about uh, how the great high priest, Jesus, falls into the same description as, as our great high What does he do for us? Even though we're so ignorant and so misguided and we still sin, what did he do? He he didn't treat us harshly. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, he he is patient, right? He is patient, and he he suffered for for us on behalf of us. So not only is he patient, but he took on himself the punishment and the wrath of God for us. You talk about gentleness. We don't suffer the the consequences that we should suffer because the great high priest Jesus took it on himself, took the suffering on himself. You talk about dealing gently with, with, with people when he's got every right as the son of God, as the creator himself, the second person of the Trinity to be angry with us, Mm -hmm. but he wasn't the wrath of God pours out because God is just, but it doesn't pour out on us. It pours out upon his son. That's gentle. That's yeah, gentleness. It absolutely that is. is dealing with us mildly. In a sense, when you look at the word, it means um, to not be disturbed by the faults and ignorance of other people, but rather being sympathetic. And 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 so you cannot you cannot deal with those things. You cannot represent those people like the high priest did if you are angry with those people. Even in their ignorance, does that make sense? Yeah. And so I think that's you know what you're saying, and, and, and is absolutely right. I agree with you. So Jim, let's wind up this segment here with verse three, and because of it, he is obligated to offer sacrifices for sins, as for the people, so also for himself. Now Jesus is a greater high priest, the ultimate high priest. Yeah. He he offered, uh, he had no sin. He did offer a sacrifice for sin, and it was done one time, never to be repeated ever, ever, ever again. Yeah. This is a final, and because of that, he sympathizes with us. He knows where we are. He deals with us. He represents us. He paid the price one time, not only as a priest, but also as a sacrifice. So he's much better than any high priest that ever has been. And now because of what he's done, guess what happened? The veil is real. We now, Mm. we are now a holy priestly nation. We have direct access, no longer needing a earthly priest to be a mediator there's only one mediator between between god and man and that's christ jesus when you walk into a courtroom think about it think about um, 
walking into uh, General Sessions Court in Tipton County, and you know they tell you to be there at nine o'clock, and it might be. I've never been there. It Jim, might be. Go ahead. You've never gotten a speeding ticket. <laughs> <laughs> but they tell you to be there at like nine o'clock in the morning, maybe two o'clock in the afternoon before they see you. But you walk in and you see all these people who have gotten tickets and all these other things that they're there for, and then you see over to the right. There's, let's just say a lawyer comes in. All right. Is that lawyer there to represent everybody in that courtroom or is he there only to represent the people that have hired him? Mm, That's good. He's only there to represent the people that has hired him, the people that have come to him and the people that have said, will you be my advocate? Mm. That's Jesus. Jesus doesn't represent everybody. It's not, hey, you're a lawyer and I'm in this courtroom, so I need you today. But let me try you and see if this, 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 this lawyer thing works for me today. And then so you can free me and I can get out of here. No, uh-uh. it's that's not the gospel. Mm-hmm. The gospel is that uh, uh, it has to do with our fundamental understanding that we are separated from a holy God. We are separated from him because we are criminals and lawbreakers and sinners. And God is standing up upon the upon the judgment seat, ready to hand down the sentence and the punishment of wrath upon us because of what we have done. And we have sinned and broken his law. And Jesus steps in and says, I'm your advocate. I'm your mediator. I take that upon myself. So he, he he's not representing everybody in that courtroom, but only those who by repentance and faith have come to him and will dedicate their life to him. Not just in this one instance, just so they can be set free, but fully, truly dedicate the rest of their life to Christ. Mm-hmm. So the question, Jimmy, is laid out to us. Do you want Jesus to be your lawyer? Because you're guilty. You've broken the law. You're in the courtroom. Do you want Jesus to be your lawyer? And he will be. Or do you want to you want to try it yourself and see if you can do good? But see, here's the thing about Jesus being a lawyer. What I was trying to say, and I probably didn't say it enough. Uh, I have a problem explaining things sometimes. Jesus will be your advocate. He will be your lawyer before a holy God. But he cannot be just your advocate. So you can't come to God and say, God, or you can't come to Jesus and say, Jesus, I want you to be my savior without trusting him to be the Lord of your life as well. Mm -hmm. So he's not going to be your savior to save you, to give you freedom, to get you to heaven without you being submitting yourself under his lordship. So he's not he's not Lord or he's not savior if he's not Lord and savior. So he, he will represent you. But in your mindset, if you're like this, he's a good lawyer. He can represent me. But when I get out of this courtroom, it's back to life right. and, and crime is normal. That ain't how it works. No, absolutely not. So we're, we're in uh, Jesus right now. He is sitting at the right hand of the Father uh, as our high priest, who is our, ours are those who, who have trusted him, who have come to him by faith and repentance. So now he, he, he sits there and intercedes for us on our behalf. So think of this, you got that room full of that courtroom full of people. And so that judge is sitting up on that front or up on the, uh, up on that 
in that judge's chair, handing out the judgment, Jesus is standing next to him. And so he's the only lawyer and the only advocate in the courtroom. And as the guilty are brought before him, Jesus looks to looks to his left because he's standing to his on his father's right. He looks over and he says, Father, he's mine. I'm his advocate. Yeah. And then the next one comes up and he says, I never knew you. That's right. Where are you going to stand on Judgment Day? Yeah. Man, I got chill bumps. What do we, I mean, we're pleading with you. Trust them. Yeah. Trust them. I, that's why that, I, that's why a believer can have so, if they truly believe God's word, can have so much peace and joy in the midst of being in, in a, a courtroom, uh, of being in in facing in life trials and tribulations and suffering these things will happen mm. they will happen but you can have peace in it because you know that you're being kept by him you know that Christ is interceding on your behalf you know that all things work for the good of those who are called to his you fall in that category yeah. to me it's a no brainer Mm. Why would you not want Jesus to be your intercessor on your behalf? I don't know. Trust him today. Jimmy, any final words? We only got through three verses, but you got any last words? I just say, you know, just, just to put a stamp on that, just to, ex, you know, put an exclamation point on what you just said. Look, we need a high priest because God is holy. He's infinitely mm. holy. And you're not. You're a sinner. I'm a sinner. We need a high priest. And that right here today, that high priest is Jesus Christ. So flee to him for salvation. And you live daily, daily at the foot of the cross. That's that. that listen, like Phil said, we're pleading to you. We're pleading with you. Because if you understand, if you don't have that advocate who says, Father, he's mine. I bore his punishment. I bore his sin. I stand in his place. Then you got you to gotta handle it and take the judgment yourself and bear the wrath of God yourself. And that's complete and total separation from God for all of eternity. You can be pardoned. You can be pardoned today. But like Jimmy said, if you don't, Come to him in faith and repentance. You will not be pardoned. You've broken the law. You're going to pay the fine. And there's no opportunity. You won't have a committee in three years that says, look, let's review this case again. No, this is final, final judgment. There's no appeals in God's court. No appeals in God's court. Today, you have grace. We're appealing. Jimmy and I are appealing to you today. We're coming before you and saying, look, we're we want you to to meet this lawyer. But when you get to this point in time and nobody knows that day or hour and it could be today for you and it could be it could be my last day on earth today. When you cross that line, no more appeal. Like I said, uh, Matthew seven says uh, Jesus will stand at the right hand of the father. And, and there will be many who come before him and say, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not cast out demons in your name? Did we not do works in your name? And he'll say, away from me, 
you workers of iniquity. Away from me, you lawbreakers. I never knew you. Mm. You have an opportunity today. Today is the day of salvation. You have an opportunity today to make sure that he does know you and he is your advocate. Jimmy, what if I want to do it tomorrow? Well, that's fine if tomorrow comes, but you don't know that tomorrow so is. So today's the day. Today is the day of salvation. <laughs> you don't know if God gives you, will give you even your next breath. Look here. This is a good God, y'all. This is a mm. good God. Come to him today. Jimmy, thank you. Uh, uh, I'm glad you're back today. And uh, hopefully you're not going to give me some virus you've had over the last three days. <laughs> I'll give you my cooties. <laughs> uh, let's close in prayer. But before we do, just go to our website, lifesongradio.com. You can listen to all the podcasts uh, and several other things on there. Uh, make sure you visit that. Make sure that you share the program with yeah. others. Yeah. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for being our high priest who intercedes on our behalf. We thank you for uh, redemption. Well, we thank you for paying uh, a debt that nobody on the planet could pay and you paid it yeah. you died and uh, we're so grateful for that may we not hide this story may we not hide uh, what you've done for us may we have a boldness to go out uh, into a dark dark world and shed the light of the gospel mm. to a dark world so they too may believe on you again we thank you for your precious precious word uh, we pray that this word goes out and then uh, your word does promise it will never return void and we take great joy and uh, we take great comfort in that that Jimmy and I have no ability in ourselves hmm. to do anything we trust no. in the, the word of God that is powerful and uh, it will accomplish what you set for it to accomplish Lord, we just pray for the listener today that uh, that their eyes be open to the truth, that that they see their need for a advocate, that they see their need for a savior, that they realize that they've broken God's law, and because of that, uh, sin equals death. And if they don't come to you one day, they'll have to pay eternally. Uh, that payment and Lord just open their eyes today Lord we just thank you and we give you all the praise and all the glory it's in Jesus name that I pray Amen Amen folks we'll see you next week for another edition of Life Song Radio I've done every devotional been every place emotional tried to hear a new word from God and I think it's very odd that will I attempt to help myself my Bible sits upon the shelf Every promise I could ever need And the Word was The Word is And the Word will be Does it fit across the shoulders? Will it fade when it gets older? We throw ideas that aren't in style in the Salvation Army pile and search for something more to meet our needs.
perplexed but don't despair We are persecuted but not abandoned 